friends, Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, your show for IT professionals, share stories, products, and tips, all in an effort to help you do your job, run your network, support your clients better, smarter, and tonight I have a jelly-packed, jam-packed, sausage-packed show tonight. Uh, I've got a whole bunch of people that are going to be uh, helping me celebrate what I consider the after the conference period. So I have, I think I've done my last conference of the year. I was trying to get to a couple of other conferences, but I think I'm done. Uh, it's time to wrap it up. So I just wanted to share some tips about things you should do after the conference. So a lot of us uh, get inundated with, you know, vendor cards and all these, you know, new products and things we want to try out in the business, but you got to plan properly when you get back. So that's something we're going to do tonight. So I've got, uh, hopefully we're going to get through all five of my things for you to do after the conference. And before we get going, I am going to pay some bills and I'll be right back. You're listening to the IT Business Podcast, the podcast for every IT professional. IT Business Podcast is presented by NetAlly, the number one ally of network professionals everywhere. Live stream funded by Computers Done Right. And thank you to our partners, Tom Bull, Kyle Kenyon, Clark Stockdale, and Synchro. And thank you to our partners, Tom Bull, Kyle Kenyon, Clark Stockdale, and Synchro. So I mentioned that we're going to be talking about things you should do after the conference. And we all know that conferences are a thing that we all should do. We should attend. We should attend and be excited about the vendors that are there and be excited to see friends and colleagues and associates. It's one of the few things that you can do uh, outside of, you know, Zoom calls and peer group meetings where you can actually see people face-to-face and not just rub shoulders, shake hands, but you can sit across the table from each other, chat about business. You can have those hallway conversations. But the thing is, everybody always goes home and then figures out, oh man, how am I going to manage all this? There's a ton of stuff to do. Well, let me share with you some of the things that I do. And of course, the very first thing to do after the conference is to plan on keeping in touch. Yes, you're going to say thank you to the people that put on the conference. You're going to say thank you to the vendors that presented. But you got to figure out a way to stay in touch with the people that you've hung out with. Of course, if you go to certain conferences where they still hand out a thing called a business card, you're going to have those. You're going to go put them into your Outlook or your CRM or QuickBooks or whatever you use to put your stuff in. But then you got to have a plan of attack on keeping in touch with everybody. So one of the things that I do is I come back and I hand the stack of cards to my office manager, Kim, my wife, and I tell her, here are all the people that I do want to talk to. Here are the people that, you know, we need to put them off for a little bit. Here are the people that we need to do this with. I need to sign up for this. So we kind of have an idea and she'll have an idea of when they call of what to tell them. Some she's going to let through, some she's going to play gatekeeper, and some she's going to say, okay, you're on the list, but he's got to call you back or whatever the, the process is, depending on whether it's a vendor or a colleague 
or those sorts of things. So you got to have a plan. And that's one of the things that I do when I get back is I do, I sit down and say, here are the people I want to talk to. These are the people that I know are either going to make my business better in the next two weeks to a month or people that are going to be like, they're going to bother me and they're going to bother me a lot. So here's our plan of attack on how to defend against that. So um, when I mention about being uh, keeping in touch after the conference, oh, she's here in the green room. So let me bring her up because this year I did something a little bit different. Hello, Miss Giles. Hello, Marvin. How are you? Can I hear you? Can you hear me? You can hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Okay, good. All right. So Diana Giles from Skyline IT Management is in the house. And I think I caught you at yet another conference. Yes, you did. I'm I'm going to be leaving here shortly to get to the airport, actually. Oh, you're not at the airport yet? No, I decided the hotel might be a better place. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, just real quickly uh, to let everybody know. So you attended the TechCon Unplugged conference with me in Chicago. You attended the ASCII Dallas. I'm yes. sorry. The ASCII Success Summit in Dallas, Texas. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and, and now you're out at a PAX 8 event, right? Yes. PAX 8 uh, Security Bootcamp. Okay. Kind of focused on Microsoft 365. All right. So one of the things that I mentioned, I've already mentioned my first point of keeping in touch after the conference. We did something a little bit more than that. We actually hung out after the conference in another state. That's and right. We did a little meetup. We found some people that were in your home city and we kind of hung out and had a little dinner. You guys got to meet some more people in your area. Uh, what did mm-hmm. you think about that? It was good. It was, it was really nice to a couple of them I already knew, uh, yeah. but a few of them, uh, several of them I didn't. And so that's good. I'm always glad to get together with other IT owners in our area, especially uh, because I think that's one of the things that's kind of lacking in the Oklahoma City area. So I was glad that we got some more people involved. Okay. Now, I know that your your time has been tight between the conferences. So have you been able to do anything since any of those conferences to kind of, you know, make changes in your business? No, (laughs) I literally have not, (laughs) but I plan on it. And, you know, um, I do have a, I've added some things to my to-do list and I've got a few, or I I guess I have one demo uh, from a product that I was kind of researching from the ASCII conference and I'll be doing that next week. And uh, so, but no, the week before um, from, ASCII to now, when I left for this conference, I haven't, I didn't have any time for stuff like that. All right. So I know that we're, I don't know how much time you have and I've got other people coming up after you, but one of the things that I want to do is show off something that I got while Uh, visiting Oklahoma city. And I shouldn't say I got it. You made it. Your husband, Steve, drugged me out to the garage (laughs) and had me, I don't even know what it's called, but this is a pen where the middle portion here is all wood and we kind of used a lathe, a lathe. Uh Okay. So I sanded it down, smoothed it out. And then we did the, the glue and varnish and the middle section here, your husband made me a little nervous because, you know, before the conference, he's like, what's your favorite color? (laughs) And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. I said red and blue. And so he put this little um, uh, 
I don't even know what, what material Inlay. it is. I call huh? it an <coughs> Inlay. So, yeah. yeah. So we got to sand that down and smooth it out. And I have myself a pin. Now, I'm not going to use this pin. I am going to display the pin. I have a nice oh. little display. And it'll <laughs> put up here on the wall of fame. And uh, that'll be something that I've taken back from the ASCII Success Summit in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> yeah, well, he enjoyed doing that with you. Um, I, it was all his idea. I didn't, you know, I didn't have anything to do with it. I'm okay. glad you were able to. All right. So how was the uh, security summit that you're at? It was good. Uh, PAX 8 always does a great job with their conferences. And, um, you know, it was it was a little more, uh, you know, as opposed to like ASCII where you're watching a lot of presentations um, we had some presentations from some vendors here, uh, like Avanon and Nord, but there was also a lot of hands-on, like people, you know, I mean, we had our laptops out, we're in a, a demo tenant, um, you know, messing around with settings, looking at different uh, features and things like that. So it was, it's a lot more hands-on than some of the other conferences that we go to. All right. So I'm glad that you were able to come on because I want to talk about the differences, like you mentioned where you're watching vendors, this one, you were hands-on. So is there a different takeaway from this conference as opposed to a TechCon or an ASCII? Well, I mean, yes, you know, it's a little bit more uh, practical as far as, okay, these are things, these are features perhaps that, you know, maybe someone didn't know that Microsoft 365 offered. I was like, wow, you know, I can do that if I, if I implement the business premium uh, license as opposed to business standard, look what I can do. And so I think it was probably eye-opening for a lot of people um, for that. Um, it was, you know, more hands-on as far as like actually going through policies, literally, you know, um, piece by piece and seeing what each policy would do, whether it's a DLP policy or, you know, security policies for email and that kind of thing. So it was, it was, you know, I think there were a lot of us that had, I mean, I guess a lot of people had more, there were different levels of knowledge. You know, I've got the M365 certification, but there were still things that I took away from it. Um, and then there were probably some other people here who were just getting introduced to what they could do with M365 if they uh, actually knew all the features. All right. Sounds like I'm going to have to, you know, get you back on and dig into that brain and see what <laughs> you can share because I don't yeah, have well. <laughs> Matt Lee was one of the instructors, of course, Dom Kirby. Oh. I mean, they, you know, they're, they're just a wealth of, and it was, and it wasn't just the technical things. A lot of it um, dealt with, you know, our posture and how we talk to our clients about security and, you know, not only how to help them be uh, more secure, but also to protect ourselves as business owners and how we need to address security with them and the kind of conversations. Okay. All right. Well, I am going to, do a little shift here. So I don't know how long you're planning on staying with us, but you can stay. But I've got some other people here in the green room that I want to bring on to the set here. And listen, folks, of all the conferences that I attend, I usually will always say that these are great events. And I will say some are better than others. And in terms of size, this one is not the biggest. But in terms of impact, I think it probably is one of the most impactful events that uh, has taken place, even as it has evolved over the years. And I'm talking about TechCon Unplugged. So bringing to the stage right now, I've got my good friends, Paco LeBron and Rick Smith. And, uh, ooh, look at you wearing vendor shirts there. 
<laughs> no, I got on my shirt. <laughs> yeah, I got to, you know, I'm on the Gradient Advisory Council, so I got to show them a little love. All right. So, guys, how are you doing this evening? I like to say better than good, better than most. And I, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. All right. Long day today, but doing great. Yeah, we're we're all yeah, having those, I think. Um, getting 65 authentication. He was on his hot tub and is uh, getting his mani petty. What is he talking about? Rick Big Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were running a little late, man. Mm. My nails are still drying. So <laughs> <laughs> we wish. Uh, so one of the things that I always, um, I shouldn't say always, but one of the things that I've learned to do over the years is try to have better relationships with the vendors at these conferences. You guys have gone way beyond that uh, in the conferences. I know when we first started, Paco, in the very beginning, in the uh, in the early days before TechCon, we had talked about having a conference where vendors and and IT professionals would stand side by side in the conference and share and stuff. So I think that you know I, I, there's probably like one more level you can get to, but I think that you're there. So tell me your impression of how things went at this year's TechCon. Yeah, it's um, interesting, right? Like how you said we've been kind of here since the beginning, right? had this vision of, you know, this two-way street, as uh, we used to say all the time, and being able to really gain perspective of, all right, a lot of the shows that we've been to, and I'm speaking in the past, this was back in 2015, where they were very vendor-driven, or they were driven by bigger MSPs looking down on smaller MSP providers, managed service providers, computer repair shops, things like, you know, hybrid and, you know, we wanted to come up with something that was obviously um, side by side. And obviously there were different iterations and different shows um, to try and achieve this uh, goal. And some did really, really well, right? And some we are trying to just get to that level, right? And, you know, this year, I think, um, because we, I'm my own worst critic, right? Like you said, we're we're there, but we're not quite there yet. Like there's, there could be a little bit more um, that we can do. Right. Um, but the feedback has been positive. I think, you know, our introduction to TechCon of breakout sessions has been a big hit. Um, I think the feedback we got is making those a little bit more into learning labs. And I think that's kind of the missing piece that we're, we're, we're kind of missing. Um, but all in all, great time, really great vendor support, really great partner support. Um, everyone had a great time, not only just, you know, entertainment and just enjoying to talk with everyone, but got a lot out of the show as well. Um, and then, you know, I got to do it with Rick. So that was the first time we got to do the show together. Um, and so he kind of got thrown into the whirlwind of things. And so. Yes, he did. Yeah, I did. And Rick, yeah. So your first time out, uh, what were your thoughts coming away? Well, I'll tell you, coming away, I, I felt good. It was, it was <laughs> when Sunday hit, I was like, it's over because it was a lot of work. It was, you know, again, and, and I'll say this to anybody who does this, I take my hats off to you because it's when you sit from the, from the sidelines and you, you you attend an event, it's easy to say they should have done this. They should have done that. And then when you're a part of it, you realize, you know, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of, you know, pulling and pushing from from both sides, you know, trying to make everyone happy, you know, and everyone's a little different. Everyone wants a, you know, their piece to, to, take precedence. So, you know, with that part, it was a little crazy, but 
you know, when Paco called and asked me to do this, I, I, I say this all the time. You guys hear me say this on my show all the time. You know, my business grew up with you guys, you know, watching you guys um, when you when you started, when it was, you know, the Computer Business Podcast and, and watching you guys. Um, that's where I got my real start and learned what I was doing. So when Paco asked me to do this, it was a no brainer to jump. I'm glad I did it. Um, you know, your family glad you did it, though. <laughs> uh, you know, they had a good time. They got to see me, you know, in my element because all they do is see me in this office all the time and they think I don't do anything else. <laughs> they do anything else in life. So uh, they got to see me, you know, uh, go out. So, and, and I, you know, again, you guys know they, they participated. So I appreciated all of their, their effort. Um, but, I, you know, I just think it was a great, it was, I had a great time. You know, I will say for me personally, if there's one bummer to it, because you're doing all of this, you don't get to see as much as you would like. And mm-hmm. that is the one thing that really, you know, if I had to say one thing really for me, but you know, everything else, I'm glad we did it. I kind of told Rick too, was like, you, you don't get to enjoy your own party. Like that's right. just uh, uh, the golden rule for anyone, whether it's a conference, a party you're throwing, you just never get to enjoy it. That is true. That is true. I had to explain to the wife, I missed a lot because, you know, I'm either on stage or, or trying to make sure that the next thing coming up is coming up. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a lot different being on the other side, like Rich said. Oh, man. Definitely. So <laughs> my number two thing with uh, things to do after the conference, of course, at the conference, folks, be nice to the vendors. Talk to the vendors. Listen to what they have to say. But afterwards, you know, I talked about planning on on those vendor calls and stuff but also make time for the vendors. Don't just, you know, use that gatekeeper to, you know, fend them off. Listen, a lot of vendors pay good money to be there. And it's not that they're a hundred percent, you know, just trying to grab, grab, grab. A lot of them are bringing good quality stuff to us. They're bringing good quality content. They're bringing services and stuff. A lot of those services we need, we got to have, so make time after the conference. You know, if you don't have time for a demo or you know that it's not going to fit your stack right now, it might down the road. So take some time at least to chat with them on the phone or do a demo. Giles, what's happening there? <laughs> what's that? He's going to call her out yeah. like that. <laughs> I'm trying to book an Uber. What's going on here? <laughs> welcome to the live show man uh, really? <laughs> no, no no i was gonna just say that you know i, I think i want to i want to iterate that a little bit more too right because you know we, we received some feedback on the survey and one of the comments was you know you should waive the ticket price because you're selling our information to vendors and stuff for them to reach out so you know it goes back to two things one um, you know, you do have to be, it's a, like you said, it's a, it's a two-way street. You have to work with the vendors as much as you are as the partners. Um, and then if for us specifically on the show, you know, then other shows out there, you know, they may be charging you the ticket because that's how much the food costs and the vendors are paying for everything else for you to enjoy all the tchotchkes, all the other events to be outside and things of that nature. Right. Um, you know, your, your ticket only goes so far, right. For it to be able to be an all-inclusive as well. So, you know, you, you really do want to make sure you take care of the vendors because, like you said, they're investing a lot into the show um, in efforts to support. And I think there's a lot of shows like ours that, you know, 
they're not just taking on any vendor throwing money at them, right? I think they're vetting the, you know, there's a need for them, right? You know, that there's, or there's a need in the industry and this is an opportunity. They didn't have an opportunity to do it in there. So I think that for those, you know, when it comes to engaging with vendors to be a little bit more open-minded on for shows like ours and others that are taking the uh, chance on introducing these vendors, um, but also understanding that, you know, they're not there just to, throw the money in there and then kind of just say, all right, here, here you go, kids, Take, you know, have fun. You know, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to support their business too. Absolutely. And I'll be honest, uh, the ticket price for TechCon, not that expensive. I just looked at one, 1095, not 10, $1,095 to attend in person. Then I was like, ticket, airfare, hotel. Yeah. I'm going to have to pass, but one of those I will attend because there is good value there in some of those conferences and stuff. But I did a lot of conferences already this year, which is, I, I got to shut it down. I've got to, got to, you know, rejuvenate myself and go through the stack. This is my time of the year to kind of engage in looking at stuff and customer projects when I get done before the end of the year. So my time to settle down. All right, Giles, anything that you want to add and say to Paco and Rick for what they did at TechCon? Because I, I know you enjoyed it. I did. I did. You guys did a great job. And uh, I enjoyed uh, that Rick's family was involved. I got, you know, to meet his uh, girls and, and they did an awesome job and the staff. Just, it was it's just all well done. It was well done last year and well done again this year. <laughs> oh, thanks. And uh, thank you for participating. I mean, again, these things don't work. You know, with just Paco and I, you know, doing it. All of you, Marv, Diana, all all the people who we call on and say, "Hey, can you help us out? Can you participate?" That's what makes the show. You know, that's what makes it a success. Is is the community? Is the support we get from the community and the community willing to give back? You know, that's that says it all. That's that's why I think. You know, I've been to more shows this year than I've been to in a long time. But, you know, and I'm going to be by ours is more intimate. It's smaller. I think I got more out of it. But, you know, it, it's, again, those close relationships you get with people and, and just, you know, that's how you grow. You can pick up the phone now and call certain people or did just reach out for, for people to come on. And, you know, we're here, you know, and it, it, it's that 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 makes it good. So, again, I want to thank you, Marv. All of, all of the, you know, the list is long, so I won't try to name them here. <laughs> you guys know about my memory, but, you know, for everyone who who participated on a panel, worked on a, uh, a breakout session or anything in between to help us out, you know, that's why the show can be successful. And you know, I'm just, I'm glad. All right. So speaking of memory, Rick, did you forget how close I am to Miami? You're going to be here in a couple of weeks. I am, sir. I am, sir. I was just going to say, that's not our last show that we got to go to this year. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> after that, I'm shutting it down. <laughs> All right. Here in Miami. Welcome to Miami. All right. Partying? What was that? Partying? We? We. <laughs> Might be. I got something here. I'm uh, oh. for, so. <laughs> All right. Find us November the 7th and 9th. Yeah. We'll hunt you down. All right. Open house party. (laughs) So I've given a couple of uh, things that, you know, should be done after the conference from a MSP perspective. Now you guys have the perspective of not only being MSPs, but you put on a conference. So what are some things that you guys have to do after the conference 
from a promotion or presenter type of standpoint. I'm going to throw that to Rick. Go ahead, Rick. (laughs) (laughs) The worst part is... I think it was what yesterday we wrapped up TechCon 2022 and started TechCon 2023, but so it, it doesn't stop. But uh, the the I guess the most important thing for us is you know is the feedback, right? As we we plan for next year to try to improve upon this, the most important thing for us is to get that feedback from from people who were there and you know to get the idea of what went right, what went wrong, you know, and be honest and. and and what you what you would like to see going forward. So, you know, for us, that is the, you know, that's the next step. It's it's now planning, negotiating for the new venue. But at the same time, it's like, is that's the easy part, right? Finding a place to do it, and and you know, setting up that stuff. What what's important is again getting the community involved, getting the community to you know to help out and give us the honest feedback. So I think you know when you say. What's the next step? You know, we're doing the same things. We're, you know, I've been talking to vendors and I've actually, uh, you know, a couple of couple of vendors, they have actually uh, put them in the 2023 stack. I was going to say, are you trying to make an announcement here? Oh, no, no, no announcements. I'm just saying, uh, I'm, you know, I'm just saying, you know, I, you know, it goes back to, you know, from the, you know, we come back from this and we have two two jobs really, right? We have to do the, the tech con unplug stuff. And then we still have to do the, the Renactus and the Prodigy Tech stuff, right? That our own businesses. So, you know, we have to put all those different things on. So, um, but, you know, so I'm saying from a, from my business standpoint, I'm doing the same thing you are. Talking to vendors, talking to people I've met at the conference just to help expand my business. And from a tech con standpoint, again, we're just, you know, I think the most important thing for us, it, Paco smiled over there because it, it can give you a headache. The, the, the wrap up part gives you the biggest headache, really. But you know, it's just getting that feedback from everyone so that when we go into next year, we're making sure we do the right thing by everyone and try to right. Paco. Oh, you hit it right in the head. All right. So I need to make a little shift here. The screen is about to get crowded. So if you guys are going to hang on, we're going to be joined by a few more people here. But I want to do. I'm going to have to go. My Uber is going to be here soon. Uber's there. Okay. So yeah. thank, right. you, thank you, Diana. Diana. Okay. Bye-bye. See you soon. Okay. <laughs> Get pops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so you guys let me do something at at uh, this past conference that uh, made it official uh, for something I've done at previous conferences where I go around and I evaluate the swag, and uh, we were able to uh, to crown a winner this year. Uh, so this year at ASCII, so I went around and and somebody tried to you know step their game up and give out earbuds. Uh, that was a pretty good gift here. Somebody tried to give out these little party glasses that uh, were themed for the event that was there. My daughter and, loves those glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I had to do the swag winner, the <laughs> company that provided this. Sock Sauter was a presenter at ASCII. And Eric Pinto, my man. Eric, how you doing, man? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So now I need to be official and say that at the conference, these were empty, except for. They started out empty. Except for a select few. Ooh, that's really bourbon. 
Yeah. Yes. yeah. Wow. So this the official swag winner for ASCII in Dallas, Texas, Eric Pinto and Sock Sodder. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. Although I will <laughs> say having an underage person serving them probably wasn't the right thing to do. We didn't have an uh, oh my <laughs> he was not serving. My my twelve year old son was not serving. He he was observing the, the event. He was there learning. All right. So, Eric, I don't know how much you were able to catch about uh, what we talked about earlier in the show. I, I named this after the conference and just my my thoughts on what IT professionals and MSPs should do after the conference. You know, you know, evaluating all the stuff that they learn, staying in touch with the vendors, uh, making the time to you know allow more discussion with the vendors, evaluate the products, do the demos. Sure. Now, from a vendor's perspective, what are some of the things that you do after the conference? I know you call us, but, but. <laughs> we, we we do call. Uh, we we try to be respectful about it. We, you know, at Soxana, we've got a, a pretty good system. We we actually wait typically. Uh, you know, I try to wait at least a, a few days a week, um, and then we'll go into a, typically into a digital campaign. And then from there into a uh, into a live dial campaign, um, that's typically about two weeks after the show, unless you expressed immediate interest. And if, if you expressed immediate interest, said, hey, let's get on a call next week, we'll absolutely set that up and get that going. But uh, otherwise, we try to be fairly respectful. All right. Now, you, I mean, you're at all the conferences, just about. Not and- all, but a, a lot. I know a lot. So how has your experience been this year? This is the first full year that we've been in swing. A lot of companies did start back in 21, uh, but 2022 seems to have been the first full season of conferences. So how were they for you? Conferences were great. Um, Well attended. You're right. I I think last year uh, people were still sort of feeling it out. You know, we were, you know, we were, Wearing masks to some, wearing ma- not wearing masks to others. We certainly, if you had to fly, you know, you had to be all geared up, right? So uh, this year is the first uh, full year back. Um, I, I'd say that every conference I've been to has been, um, you know, oversubscribed. Man, every most of the events are well above what they were what they're expecting in terms of attendee count, uh, which I think is is fantastic. I think people are excited to be back out. Um, you know there's only so much we could do in terms of like relaying new content, new, new product, new themes, you know, over zoom. Right. I, I think the experience, I think we'd all agree the experience is different. Um, you know, the, the class, you know, you guys don't get the collaborative effect of being able to see your peers in the industry as MSPs from across the country and, and, uh, and share it, share and collaborate in those ways. Um, you know, so it's just good to be back and, and, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen as we go into 2023. All right. Now, one other question I want to ask you is, are you ready for black Friday? I, I am. Are we going to do another show? <laughs> I, I, I it was great it. last year. I loved it. <laughs> yep, I plan on it and I probably need to put my link out there. So more people use it, but yeah, yeah. Be we, uh, we did a good show last year. I missed some of your swag discussion. What other swag did you guys uh, uh, did you guys like this year? I, as a vendor, it's good to know. You know, we did the we did, these actually came about because what we had ordered didn't come in. Um, you know, so we, so we we went to Amazon and, and said, "How what can we get quickly?" 
And uh, we got these in the, in the, the, the initial version has a sticker. You have the good one that has the etched laser etched uh it looks beautiful but uh but yeah these are the the initial ones were just stickers but the uh but the reaction that we got from them was so you know so positive that you know we went ahead and, and now we've got hundreds of them so yeah well i don't go too much into the swag discussion i only usually talk about the top three just like in any contest so you know this year you know the the earbuds by um GMA. i have those to- yeah, those are good too. I have those. Yeah, those are good. Um, I don't know. Somebody brought a yo-yo or something. I don't know what that is. Yeah, Pia, yeah. Pia had a yo-yo. And then the cups okay. from Solution Coach. Yep, Solution got came in second place in the swag, even though I didn't give them, you know, uh, a deal. So Solution Stranded got second place for the party things. And, Spectrum uh, got a Bluetooth. I got a Bluetooth speaker this year. They were getting, Spectrum was handing these out at Channel at Channel Partners event. Uh, some of the best ones I got were these uh, these headsets uh, from yeah, as you take shocks. Shocks. <laughs> yeah, shocks Rick, headsets. Rick were, knows uh, those very well. I love those. Yeah, awesome, awesome, and uh, they gave those out this year at, at Channel Partners as well. So it, it, it's it's really weird because it depends on you know chan- the channels wide, right? So you go to some of the telco channel events and you end up with like headsets and and and, and Bluetooth speakers, and at the ASCII event you're you know you're you're more with a yo yo, right? But um, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, not to disparage the yo-yo people, but it was just. I just thought it was. It was. It was new. It was novel. Um, ton yep. of socks this year. Ton of socks. Yo, I've upped my sock game after going to like four events this year. Rick, you're laughing. My sock game is on blast now. I, I probably have 20, 30 pairs of socks, and they're all different. So kudos yep. to the vendors for not only bringing socks back, but coming out with cool and innovative, like cool colors, bright colors. You know, not over, not overdoing it with their logo. Right. Like a lot of them, the logos are on the toe, right? So the the top of the sock still looks normal. Yeah, uh, great stuff. Love it. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to display a lot of these things. So we're coming up with a system. We're going to start hanging T-shirts from the rafters here my, in my, my new space here. So when people come to the office, they're going to see all of the vendor shirts up there. So I, I hopefully vendors will be understanding. So I, I take one to wear if it's a good quality shirt, and then I take one to display. So that's what it's going to happen. And then I'm looking on how to do something with the socks, too. So I, I don't know if I have enough wall space, but I want to do a nice wall display for the socks. So we'll see how it goes. You're always so good to us, Uncle Marv. I love it. That's <laughs> commitment right there. So I do want to do one last thing here. So I know that, you know, I, I put solutions granted, you know, they were runner up in the swag contest. Um, I don't think that they really cared about that. And you guys are going to be shifted to the side as I show the presentation here. Michael Crean has been dodging me for the last year in doing a podcast. So I was finally able to catch up with him uh, in Dallas, Texas. And, and you see us here. We, we did a podcast. And then at the, at the ASCII Cup dinner presentation, it was, a, it was like a casino-themed event. This is Michael as he is running to the stage because the one thing that he wanted to do was win the ASCII Cup for a second year in a row, something that has never been done before by ASCII. And there he and Corey are on stage winning the ASCII Cup. 
And then uh, sitting in the emperor's chair, holding the chalice. And there they are back at the hotel. We stop them on the way up and uh, they're there with their chalice and a couple of awards that they also won. So that is what Solutions Granted was really gunning for. And now I'm going to bring to the stage Michael oh, and Corey. Boys. And, them, and I, I have to do this full screen and show the fact that they are in style. They've got their Solutions Granted banner behind them, the chassis and the awards there. Gentlemen, look at you guys doing it up. We got pretty for you. That's a lot of that's a lot of glassware that you have on the table there, gentlemen. Is that pretty for me and you? Uh, yeah, look at your those are new plaid shirts, aren't they? But they're not the same. They're not the same as some. It's not the same because that's what normally what we get accused of. That is true. That is true. So and how since you were drinking, we decided to join you, and we're drinking too. All right, there you go. Now, is that uh, something that uh, that you brought to the conference? Eh? You brought some nice bourbon to the conference. Uh, this one's uh, one that we just got. It came in this week. It's from Smoke Wagon out of Las Vegas. It was a little Halloween special blend that they put out. And uh, yeah, we're going to drink this bottle before the week's done. Okay. It's been that kind of week. <laughs> it really has. <laughs> now, I need to ask you, I know that I asked you while you're at the conference, you know, what would be the significance of winning the ASCII Cup for a second year in a row? But I'm going to go a step further. What was it that enticed you to try to go the bribery route with serving bourbon during the event? Was why, do you, it? why do you think that's bribery? Maybe I just want to have a good time. Maybe I needed an excuse for day drinking, and I figured if I brought it to everyone else, well, then I can't be accused of doing anything wrong. <laughs> Is that so? Sounds I, mean, I, don't, I don't think the voting in Dallas actually counts towards the cup. I think voting's already done before. Does it, Eric? I don't know. Well, <laughs> sure. I, I, don't, I, don't think it, I don't think it matters enough. I don't think it matters enough to whether or not you'd win the, the cup. But everyone appreciated your bourbon. Uh, I appreciated it. I refilled my socks on flask with your, with your bourbon. It was delicious. Thank you. Yeah, we brought four bottles. Was it three or four? It was four bottles. We brought four bottles, and we cracked them. We started opening them at, like, 3 o'clock during that first break. And by the, the time I day. was done at 5.30, they were like gone. Four bottles of bourbon were gone. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying anybody's an alcoholic, but damn, that was a lot of drinking. It was, uh, it was, it was sad for the last presenter that day. I, I was the last. You were the last one. I was the last one. So what are you trying to say? We talked about that on purpose. We talked like, I was the last one. <laughs> we were rooting for you, man. I was playing drinking games. We were playing drinking games by the time you you went up on stage there, bud. That's good. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. Yeah, we saw a group of guys with flasks, and they were having their own drinking game the whole time. You know, anytime an MSP was referenced, they'd take a drink. Anytime. I think it was the word MSP. I think it was the word. Yes, it was. It was. Yes, MSP. drink. Drink every time MSP was said or breach. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Yep. Eric, you right. got something in your glass. What you got there, buddy? Yeah, I got some Noble Oak. Oh, yeah. There you go. That out. Uh, Rick Paco, you, uh, apparently you didn't get the memo to uh, bring a drink. <laughs> Is that a circle cake? <laughs> Regular <laughs> water. Regular water. <laughs> Why are you looking like you got like a Baja Blast going on there? <laughs> yeah. 
My only vice, vanilla Coke. <laughs> uh, Mike, let me ask you this. I, I, I try to pay attention to little nuances throughout the conferences. And I know that a lot of times MSPs, you know, they talk about vendors, uh, some they like for, you know, the way that people present themselves, some they like simply because of the product. Um, you guys have done something that when you talk about the MSPs, you made a very strong effort to talk about MSPs that that get it, that, you know, aren't giving vendors a hard time, aren't being jerks about stuff. And, you know, even if a mistake happens, you know, not throwing them under the bus or, or, or something like that. Um, where did that come from? Is, is that something that, you know, has kind of changed um, in time with you guys, or is that a big emphasis that you're doing? Um, I think, you know, well, part of it is, is that, and Eric, you probably see this as well. It's kind of like every time there's a problem, the first thing somebody wants to do is make a change you know, remove the technology. We don't want to work with that vendor anymore because they let us down. And, you know, trying to bring back to that idea is look, look, we all make mistakes. Nobody in here is perfect. So we need to start treating each other like family, really, at the end of the day. I mean, that's that's where it needs to come to. And so it's trying to remind people, you know, and, and I think one of the more powerful things that I say is like, hey, look, I know you've made a mistake with your customer. Do You immediately want them to fire you. Or do you want to explain to them, hey, I've done it wrong. Here's what I did, but here's what I'm going to do better so that problem doesn't happen again. And I think sometimes that vendors are so cautious to not piss the partner off or to rub them the wrong way that they don't speak the truth. And the truth is we're all human. We all make mistakes and things happen. And if you own them and if you work towards it better together, I think we just have to be reminded that. I mean, that's what I want. I want somebody to cut me a break, but I also want to cut people a break when they're being honest and honorable with me. All right. All said. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll, I'll add on to that. Uh, you know, I think that there's there's words that we use that uh, in the event of an issue get forgotten, and it's community and partnership, right? If 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 we're truly partners, we're we're truly partners in this effort. We're then then I've got your back, you've got my back, and we're working together for a greater good. That seems to get forgotten a lot of the times, right? So um, it certainly doesn't get forgotten when when the when when our partner the 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 MSP has a problem, you know. The, the, then the expectation is, you know, for for us to be able to deliver, right? Deliver deliver the reporting, deliver the evidence, help help them with forensics, all those things. But on the other side, uh, many a times it gets forgotten, and I think that uh, I think that it's it's probably because. A lot of partners, you know, they'll get they'll get scared or they're worried about maybe what the perception from the end customer, you know, is going to be. And it really comes down to, you know, just presenting a, a solid front together. And if we could remember the words partnership and community, I think we're all better for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm we just, gonna, just okay. talked about it. But, oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say we just actually just talked about it last night, but I'll let you take it. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's the same thing I was going to say. We just talked about. We, we people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And right. it goes back to what you said, Mike. If if someone, if you make a mistake, if you can own up to it, I have more respect for that. And we can ride that out together. If we can, you know, we acknowledge the mistake, figure out how we're going to grow from it and move on. That's that's the most important thing because then that that builds trust and confidence that, hey, 
everything didn't go perfect, but they owned up to it. They're trying to fix it. And, you know, we won't run into that or we shouldn't run into that issue again. So that's that's extremely important from from the MSP side, you know, dealing with dealing with vendors who who will do that, who you can trust that will say, hey, I made a mistake. Sorry, this is how we're going to deal with it. And, you know, I think that's great. I mean, what was it that that old thing that we all learned when we were little kids, when you're out there in the backyard and you're playing around and you're yelling at your friends and you're pointing your finger at them? I know it was my dad. My dad jerked my ass in the house and says, you know, when you're pointing one finger at somebody, how many are pointing back at you? Yep. That's like, right. And come on, can I just go back out and play with my boys? Because I don't even know what you're trying to tell me at the moment. But, you know, that life lesson is I'm way older now than I was then. It's like, wow, you know, that that's a really important thing that I think we should remember. So I want to do something that I probably should have done at the beginning of the show. I I used to do a news segment and I kind of had gotten away from it because, you know, the shows get long and I want to make sure we get content in. But so I've had a couple of conversations because earlier this week. An announcement was made by Synchro that they were going to raise their prices. And of course, you know, all the forums and all the Facebook groups and Reddit, you know, were up in arms. Oh my God. I'm like, and so I reached out to Synchro because I've had Emily on the show recently. Paco, I know that um, Synchro has been big with you guys. And I said, you know, listen, I, you know, don't want to make a huge deal of it, but is there anything that, you know, publicly can be said about this. And so Ian responded, and I don't know if this is, you know, what was said in the email that went out to everybody. Cause I don't use synchro thinking about it, but I don't. Um, and he said uh, throughout this year, get my glasses. So I don't misspeak here. <laughs> throughout this year, we've seen an increase in our operating costs due to inflation, just like everyone else. After careful consideration, we decided to raise our per-user price slightly to continue providing our partners with a great experience. Synchro is increasing its monthly pricing to $129 per user for the annual plan and $139 per user for the monthly plan, effective November 29th. This is only the second time we've increased our pricing since we launched in 2017 because we take pride in offering an affordable product that helps MSPs grow their business We believe in being transparent as much as possible and will continue to do so. People can send an email to pricing at synchromsp.com if they have questions or comments. So I want to say that if if I were a synchro partner and I got that email, I'd have thought nothing of it. Because you know what? Prices have gone up since 2017 and prices have gotten ridiculous during COVID with a lot of stuff. And as far as I know, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, a $10 a month increase. That's nothing. Some vendors, you know, double prices and stuff like that, but that's nothing uh, for the value that they're giving. And I, like I said, I'm not a synchro user, but I have no problem with that. And I don't think anybody else in the industry should either. At least the serious ones. Um, I actually ranted about this last night and <laughs> here and, and the ranting as in like for synchro, not as in ranting for the price change, because Here's here's how I view it, right? You know, we talked about relationships, we talked about partners, and I and short. Hopefully, I'll keep it short. But you know, at the time when Synchro came out, I was doing business with an, uh, their uh, repair shopper platform and another RMM. Nothing wrong with the RMM; it was a great software, a great system. But I wanted to do business with Synchro because of the people. Like that's how I cho- make my decisions: is the relationships, is the people there listening, the feedback. That's just how we've evolved our relationship. I'm sorry, five years. Um, the price change or the price increase 
in my opinion, I welcome it because I rather be controlling the investment in the product that I love in the business and their financial versus get everyone else who gets upset when a bigger vendor or private equity acquire a business because they couldn't make decisions and improve their systems financially. So if this is what it means to have a true community involvement, right? And you know, put your money where your mouth is, I welcome it. And at the same time, when you really Put it down to brass tacks and maybe harder for a smaller uh managed service provider it solutions provider because maybe they don't have the amount of in but for those that are in mid-mart or a little bit higher in the cost it's almost average to everything else if you really look at it plus the psa and all the other components that you have in the system so that's me speaking biasly from using the system but my thing is i rather pay the extra 10 bucks per use versus having someone else buy it and then now my feedback's not listened to and now it just goes out the window so that's that's kind of what i ran through that you guys are definitely the minority um we went through something like this ourselves this year where like seven years ago when we went into the market with our first edr offering you know we had put it out we priced it right this was seven years ago the threat landscape has changed drastic you know and also i would say back then like we were just tipping our toe in the water trying to figure out how to operate a 24 7 sock we weren't doing it well we had to back down really call it what we could. And it was Monday through Friday, eight. So we weren't calling it a full stock. We weren't calling it a 24 seven offering. Obviously we've gotten there. We've been there for a couple of years and we came back because we started to see, we just couldn't win the fight with this older offering that we had. And we went back and we went to the partners and said, Hey, we're going to sunset this. Now we started this messaging in April and said, we're going to sunset it in December. Long runway, man, the amount of people that were mad at us, man, I'm firing you if you don't leave my price the same. I was like, wait, wait, wait. So you've had this offering with me now for six years and you're going to fire me because I'm raising my price for the first time in six years on you. And I'm going to give you 24 seven. I'm going to give you log retention. I'm going to give you active threat hunting. I'm going to give you remediation. I'm going to give you response. I'm going to give you all this stuff that you should have today. And you want it for the same price or you're just going to leave. And the answer is yes. Like, man, I, And then my, my only thing back to that was like, do you ever raise your customers' prices? Well, I have to because of inflation. Well, son of a bitch. Right. That's <laughs> the whole point. <laughs> it doesn't happen to me. Uh, that's crazy. These are the same and people it, that have no problem, you know, buying that new phone every other year because they got to have it. And the phone's, you know, $100 more than it was last year. And, the, you know, they want to have the nicer car and the bigger house and the nicer dinners and stuff. Come on, folks. It, 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 it all goes to the same place. We've, we've all got to survive. Because those are the guys that are cheap son of the guns. And those are the <laughs> IT providers. And, all, and, I, and I say this all the time. And Rick gets on me about it, but I say it all the time. We are an industry of cheap son of the guns. Like, there's a difference between being frugal, right, and understanding on making sure to keep your resources in check. But then there are those that just want to make hand over fist and money, but use all the free products that have you know, hasn't had a security vulnerability update in several years, or they're using a free product for email because their uh, domain provider that they switched to doesn't offer free email. I mean, it's just, it's wild on the amount of things that we hear on our side that just, it's because we're cheap. It's just a hundred percent. Is it because because you're cheap though? Is it because you're cheap or is it lack of ability to price effectively, you know, based on market or what? I mean, what, what, I don't, yeah. is it, is it oh, necessarily know, that you're man, cheap? You just started a whole nother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, go back to Eric's for- comment from earlier. It's a partnership. 
Yep. If you're raising your clients' prices because of inflation, because you're adding more, because you're doing more, why could you possibly look at your partner manufacturer, your partner vendor, your partner service provider, and expect them to not raise their prices ever? Right. Like everything gets more expensive for them as well. And then one thing just to add on to, just like how you said, Michael, the fact that they said, hey, we're going to fire you is proves that they view that they didn't view in, in your example you but in general for all the vendors they viewed you as a vendor not a partner for them because if it was a partnership they would have had a conversation with you hey look this is where i'm at i it's really hard to uh, to kind of swallow that pricing what can we do slash help educate me on why this is the better route like there was no conversation it was ultimatum and then that's it and that's not a partnership like kind of like what eric was like it's a mindset thing on how are you going to get over that so I agree with you. It's not cheap. I think it's a mindset situation where yeah. it, that's my phrase of a heart. And I I think we forget that this is business, right? We we right. forget. And in the end, this is business. Our vendors have to raise prices to, to add more value. We raise prices to our clients. We have to add more value. Our clients who are business owners have customers. They usually raise their price to add more value. It, it, it's all business. And I, it's not one of those things where I you can't take it. First of all, you can't take it personally. But second of all, you raise your price. You, you have to put yourself in the other person. You raise your prices because of, of as you said, as you guys all said, I don't want to repeat it, inflation, all these other things that cause prices to go up. And that's just the cycle of business. And if you take that personally or you if, if you find value in what you're getting, that price is probably one of the least things that matters to you right. when when you're doing business with someone, right? If you find if you find true value and true partnership, price falls way down the list of reasons you use or don't use a, a vendor or, or you know or a client or anyone. And I, I think a lot of times we lose that we lose value and we lose sight of that that fact. Yeah, I think I think you're spot on. I, I I was thinking about I was in the grocery store this morning, you know, went to the grocery store, was gonna cook breakfast, went to the eggs. Eggs are up like 80 cents. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't I wasn't like, oh hell no, nah, I'm out of here. Forget you, Tom Thumb. I'm never, never coming back. Again. I'm never coming back here again. I, I bought the eggs. I bought the eggs. I bought the eggs. We moved on. It wasn't a big deal. You know, it, you know, things prices prices have gone up. But but it wasn't like an ultimatum against the store, and that's what they did to you, Michael. Oh hell no, we're not going to pay ten cents more or whatever it was. I mean, it's sort of ridiculous. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of grandstanding that goes on on both sides of the aisle here between vendor and and MSP, and I think that again, it, it, we need to fall back to the fact that we are in relationship together. This is a partnership. And um, and there's got to be value on, on all sides. Yeah, I get it. I mean, so you're right. I mean, it happens on the vendor side as well. We had somebody come in and like in a 30-day window, put a 22% raise on us on one of the products that we're buying. It's like, damn, could you give me more than 30 days to tell me? I mean, like I've got so yeah. many things out there. I got so much stuff burning that you've given me a whole 30 days. And so, for, and this was what that happened to us last year. And so when we knew we were going to do this this year, it's like, oh no. And it's like, I'm going to give you all eight months. And like, and we're going to, we're going to communicate to death out of you. And if by the end of the eight months, you don't have it. And you're like, Oh, I didn't even know it was happening. It's like, yeah, okay. You didn't know eight months. I'll bet you we've reached out to you 27 times because you know, that's like kind of stalking that's creeper. So we'll keep it to the 27. So I used to do a thing where when the price of gas was going up, 
and people would complain that, you know, I can't afford it. Now, there are some that if they drive all day long and they've got to fill up that tank every single day, yes, the price adds up. But for most people, it doesn't add up that much. For most of most of us, and listen, I, I, I'm probably one of the worst to use this example because my, my house is two blocks that way. So I don't have to drive a lot. But when I was driving, I would fill up maybe once or twice a week. And I found myself doing what everybody does where I'm looking at the cheapest gas station on that gas app and I'm trying to go from a gas station that's 350 a gallon to 346 a gallon. And once I finally sat down and realized I may only be saving a dollar fifty driving around looking for the cheapest price, it's not worth it. I've wasted more money in time than I did in paying for that cheaper gas. And that's one of the reasons why when I look at my stack all the time, I'm not looking at price. Rick, I'm looking at value. How much time is it saving me? How much value is it giving to my clients? How much better is it making my business to use the right application, the right product, the right service? Now, granted, if a better service does come along and it can save me money, that's great. But I'm not looking for that. So maybe that's one thing that when I looked at this, you know, a reason why it doesn't phase me that much. The price increase is insignificant in my mind. Now, in others, it may not be. Um, this is, you know, $10 a month per technician. So, you know, maybe if you have, you know, 50 technicians, that's a big deal. But for the most part, you know, a couple of dollar increase on your endpoint per month is going to cover that. So that's how I look at it. Mike, would you like my gas analogy? Did that make sense? Yeah, man, I'm there with you. Okay. You know what? Because that's that one consistent value we can't make more of, and that's time. Yep. Time, you can't get more of it. You can't make more of it. It just doesn't exist. All right. Well, wow. Before we go off on uh, topic number three, <laughs> let's go ahead and, and wrap up. It looks like we lost Paco. It sounded, looked like he had a, a, a customer call come in. So I don't know if he'll pop back in, but if he does, we'll welcome him back. Um, Rick, thanks for coming and hanging out, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. We got to get together and hang out and, you know, you know, five minutes in, you know, in between sessions in Chicago wasn't enough. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Though. All right. And Pinto, when are you going to be down here? Uh, I'm com- Well, I'll be there twice. I'm coming to Florida twice in the next two weeks. Uh, I'll be there for Next Gen and I'll be there for IT Nation. Um, next Gen is in people- Orlando, right? Yeah, both are in Orlando. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a yeah, little bit away from you. Yeah i i tried to I tried to swing IT Nation, but I couldn't. I, there's three conferences that same week. Can you believe that? Are there here in Florida? Yeah. I did not yeah, know. Your Cronus Cyberfit Rick is going to be at that one. Uh, okay. Is down here in Miami the beginning of that week. Um, the IT Nation is the end of the week, and then uh, my phone vendors trying to do a big old conference that Wednesday and Thursday. I can't be in all three places all that week. So all right, there's another one. Ingram one. Ingram, Ingram. one is uh Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the same week of IT Nation. Wow. Where's that one at? Orlando. <laughs> uh, over at the uh the Gaylord in Orlando or wherever it's close enough to Orlando. Yeah, should just go to Orlando and do a carousel and hit all the conferences. Yeah, so you, you can it's even worse than this week. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, um, anybody got, uh, so um, I, you know, I should probably 
Mike and Corey should let you guys um actually Corey, you've you've been awfully quiet here. Let me give you a chance to speak. You you're off, you know, always sitting beside Mike, you know, the trusty sidekick, the wingman. Uh let me give you the platform. What would you like to say for can we give him a better name than sidekick? How about we call him my bearded brother from another mother? There we go. I mean, come on. That sounds way better than sidekick. Corey, pick your own nickname. What would you like to be called? <laughs> I've been called many things, so I'm, I'm, I'm easy. <laughs> Just Corey. Corey, I'm the sidekick, too. That usually makes it means you're the brains of the operation. Don't That's worry it, about you it. You know? I'll be the, the brains of the operation. I don't know shit compared to him. I'm the man behind the scenes. He's the face. He's the face of the company. I'm just the guy back here just feeding them stuff. There you go. Say this. There you go. <laughs> uh, so. No, I mean, I, I, I'm 100% on board with it, what all of you were talking about. I have these conversations all the time when I'm doing demos or uh, just speaking to new prospects. You know, I will never treat them like they are a customer. And I ask them to never treat me like a vendor. We are in this together. Because when the shit hits the fan, and it potentially will, um, because what I always say, when you're in our business, like what Solutions Grand is doing, what Sock Solder is doing, you know, the adversaries out of a thousand times have to be right once. They have to win one time. Us, we have to, <laughs> we can't lose at all because one mistake and we're done. And that's tough. And so that kind of goes into what everybody was talking about of, you know, to me, I don't judge vendors by their failures. I judge them by how they react to those failures. How do they move forward? Do they own up to it and progress from there? And so it's all about that growth. All right. Well, I'm going to take that and finish off my five points of what to do after a conference. Um, we've done a little bit about uh, a little bit of this tonight where take time to reevaluate what you actually got from the conference, what you took from the vendors and provide feedback. Uh, to everybody. So provide feedback to the vendors that you saw, provide feedback to the colleagues that were there with you. Um, do that. Take the time for that. And then number five, plan for next time. Don't sit around and wait until the last minute and think, oh man, I should have. No, no. Make the plans now. Rick and Paco are already planning for TechCon 2023. You should start planning. Whichever conferences this year, had an impact on you, start planning now to get back to them and get even more of an impact out of them next year in 2020. Uh, oh, let me put uh, this up here. Jerry uh, was in the chat and put up this great line. Time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. Once you've lost it, you can never get it back. Jerry, thank you very much for that. All right. Well, guys, that is going to do it for our show tonight. I want to thank everybody from, for coming on. I do want to thank uh, our first guest, Diana Giles from Skyline IT was on here. Uh, don't think we're going to get Paco back, but Paco LeBron from Prodigy Tech and MSP Unplugged. Rick from Renactus and MSP Unplugged. Eric Pinto from Sock Solder. Michael Crean and Corey the bearded brother from another mother at solutions granted. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, any last words? Let me go ahead and let somebody get the last word. And what I will say is as a vendor, we don't do this without the channel. We don't do this without the MSPs. And so, you know, I'm always humbled and thankful that people trust in us to be a part of their team, a part of their family 
and to help them help their clients. All right. Thank you, Marv. All right, guys. Thank you very much. We'll see everybody soon. We'll be back next week with another live show. And until then, holla. Thank you.